0: I will confess that this week was a little bit stressful for me. <laughs> I was racking my brain to try to cover every single little detail about how to balance the Zoom and being in here and the kids and the safety and the you know sanitizing and the spacing and all the things and I I knew I was supposed to preach a sermon this week and I I don't know if it was a combination of being anxious about all the little details or it was like kind of also feeling really like I don't even know what to say. There's so many things to say on a Sunday like this that for a very long time this week, I was just like, maybe I'll preach about that. No, that's not it. Maybe I'll preach about that. No, that's not it. Maybe I'll preach on that. No, that's not it. And... Um, this friday uh, i came in here and i I laid on that pew (laughs) where auntie helen's sitting i just stared up at the ceiling i was like okay god we're gonna be in here on sunday some of us are gonna be here on sunday uh what what word do you have for this community and i had a very distinct image of a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire and so i I went and I was like, okay, there's, I know this passage exists. So I had to kind of Google, so I don't remember where this is. And I looked it up and, and so that's, that's how the the passage for today was chosen. Uh, I had thought about doing a lectionary passage. I thought about doing something for Trinity Sunday, um, but just like didn't feel right. And, and Friday I sat on the pew and had this image and, and felt like this, this really is kind of an interesting and odd and also encouraging word for us in this time. On this Trinity Sunday, this Sunday after Pentecost, uh, the end of Eastertide and entering into ordinary time, the Sunday where all of us are feeling a lot of different feelings being in this building, being together, all the transitions, all the awkwardness, all the the weird in-betweenness of things. I don't know about you, but even me, I was like, even in the service, I'm feeling some of the weird in-betweenness of like, we're here, like, wait, we're singing. Like, wait, is it okay to be singing? <laughs> or like, oh, wait, uh, like we're sharing a podium. Is is that okay? Uh, like <laughs> all of these things that, that I'm feeling in my body, maybe some of you are feeling in your bodies. Um, maybe some of you on Zoom feel like, oh, people are in the building, but I'm not there. I'm feeling a little bit of FOMO. Like I want to be there. I want to see people, <laughs> but I live in, uh, I live on the East coast. So I live in Denver. I live in all these different places. I think I'm just, uh, encouraged that this idea, this feeling, this reality of being in an in-between place is not a new feeling. It is not a new feeling. And this journey of being in this wilderness liminal space is is not a new reality that we have people the people of god who've gone before us who've experienced this uh in in very distinct ways and so today's passage uh is addressing that reality and this sermon i'm gonna try to keep it short to be honest partially because um I don't have that much to say. And partially also, cause I'm, I'm mindful of like, I'm like, this is part of the weird in, in between wilderness. Like, I don't want to preach a 30 minute sermon and just talk and spew my aerosols. all at you for, for 30 minutes. And uh, it's a little of a strange thing. Um, but I was thinking about the people of uh, Israel who had experienced for over 400 years, 400 years, uh, the reality of, being sort of under the oppressive might of, of Pharaoh, uh, uh, the, the force of Egypt. And I think many of us are familiar with the story of sort of the, the plagues and these sort of wild, dramatic acts of God to intervene. God hearing their cries uh, sending Moses and Aaron to come and deliver their people and bring them out of captivity, out of Egypt uh, into the promised land. And yet we see here in Exodus 13, this passage, this reality that as the people of God are exiting Egypt, that they don't get to go to the promised land right away. (laughs) That they are taken on the roundabout way. (laughs) Someone say roundabout way. (laughs) And uh, if you, yes, uh, it's really uh, an interesting thing here that God intentionally leads God's people by the roundabout way. You would think that as God has heard the cries of the people had done all these dramatic acts had, had sent uh, sort of deliverance, that there would be kind of an immediate relief, immediate salvation, immediately change of circumstance. And, and we know that that's partially true, that they, they are able to escape out of Egypt and yet They are not immediately taken to sort of the end destination. They're, they're found uh, sort of wandering in the wilderness. And it's interesting to know why this happens. That uh, in the passage, it says, if they go immediately to the land of the Philistines, they may face war and change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people by the roundabout way of the wilderness a time of transition in this exit out of this reality of captivity and oppression and and hardship, God knows that uh, if, if something sort of too hard comes their way, that they might just want to go back, go back to what's familiar, go back to what's comfortable, go back to what's known, even if that known entity is something that's actually oppressive. And so it is the grace of God that leads the people into the roundabout way in a time of transition. For psyches that are tender and traumatized have only known oppression, the wilderness gives God's people a time to figure out how to live again, how to actually be free. And so the wilderness is a place of healing a place where people learn how to live in a new way as a liberated people and the roundabout way is a grace of God and it's interesting there's this detail here you can go to the next slide Teresa that I I never really heard or kind of noticed in the story that there's this detail about carrying Joseph's bones (laughs) that um it was really interesting that Moses, the leader of the people, distinctly takes the bones of Joseph Joseph with them, and does this to fulfill a vow that Joseph had previously made generations ago. And yet these bones are a reminder of this key ancestor who's gone before them, who has passed, uh, but, but that ancestor, the legacy of those who have passed goes with them. He literally carries the bones of Joseph with them. And Joseph's promise, his faith, his legacy have an impact hundreds of years down the road and the people of God carry that legacy with them, like literally physically carry the legacy of the ancestors with them. Those who have passed are not forgotten. And then we see here that as they, they go on this wilderness journey, this intentional roundabout way that God does not leave them alone that there is a pillar of cloud by day a pillar of fire by night these concrete tangible visible manifestations of god's presence that goes with them can you imagine this every single day i was like thinking about it like why why is it a cloud of, a pillar of cloud <laughs> I don't know, and maybe people have answers, I was like, I don't even really know, but, but this kind of image of a cloud, it's, it's interesting, sort of, it's visible, and yet it's also kind of like a weird nebulous thing, right? It's not like a block, or it's not like lightning, or it's not like, you know, uh, some sort of concrete pillar, it's, it's a cloud that goes, this sort of saturating presence that goes with them this fire that that goes with them at night to give them light to give them warmth to give them direction that they would continue to know all along the way day and night that god is with them and so we see that you know in in the midst of transition out of egypt out of captivity that there is an intentionality in god bringing in them in through the wilderness in the roundabout way to give them space to learn how to live to not go back to not choose to go back to Egypt, to not choose to go back to things that were harmful and oppressive just because they don't know anything else. And the wilderness is a grace of God. And friends, I've been thinking about this passage and I've been thinking about this image of wilderness because I think there's so many ways that we are really in this strange time. Let's just say it's weird. It's a strange time. I've been feeling this, I'm like, this whole week, like this excitement of like, we're going to be together. I'm going to see people's faces. I'm going to see how tall people are. I'm going to see how short people are. I'm going to see, like, actually hear their voice, like what they actually sound like not through some some computer screen. I'm going to get to kind of, you know, be, we get to be together. And even, and even in the midst of that, I think there's this like odd feeling of like uncertainty and discomfort because, I think that we have been traumatized in this last year. We have been taught to look at other people and see them as a threat. We have been taught to um, everywhere we go, that nowhere is safe, that everywhere we go, there's some lingering invisible virus that can get you at any time. We have seen around the world 3.5 million people. 3.5 3.5 million, it's unfathomable, the people who've been lost to this pandemic. And here we are <laughs> in a room of fully vaccinated adults. Thank you for science, thank you for vaccines. And yet it's also still weird. It's, it's still kind of like the, 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 the weight of the isolation, the anxiety, the, the fear of a virus, the fear of the people, the danger, it's still in us. And I think about the Israelites, and I think about 400 years of uh, being in captivity, being under oppression, being enslaved, and sort of the psyche, the the toll that that takes on your psyche, um, and and the ways that you know the wilderness place was a place of healing for them. It was a place of transition that they needed that transition space. That like, can you imagine, uh, like just. Jumping into as soon as, you know, immediately, like no, you know, no mass, everyone just hanging out, doing, doing all the things that there's awkwardness in this time of transition. Um, And, and yet this awkwardness is actually a grace because it gives us space to heal, to process, to mourn, to grieve, to, to name the things that have happened, to face these things and to know that we actually do need healing. And so let me remind us again (laughs) that our goal is not to just go back to normal. I've been sharing this quote from Sonia Renee Taylor so many times. I've shared it so many times, and some of you might be sick of seeing this quote, but truly the goal is not to go back to normal because normal never was. What we know that was before, this sort of before period, the things that were normal, were not life-giving, We're not able to hold and sustain life for all people. And so we need this space. We need time to figure out new boundaries, a new way to live, how to mourn, how to heal, how to uh, deal with the impacts of this pandemic on our psyches, the strain it's had on our bodies and our spirits. And so what, do we, uh, what does it mean to see this, this time of transition, not as sort of prolonged punishment and suffering, but actually this wilderness time as a grace, as a gift from God to heal, and to process, and how do we help each other to do that? To know that the presence of God is with us, going before us every single day, and to know that we are not alone in it. And I just also wanna name that not only are we in this time of pandemic transition, but we're also in a time, many of us, of spiritual transition. That pretty much everyone in this room is entering into a church community that is new, that is different, that is in transition, that for the people who've been in, at Bethel before the pandemic time, this is not the same church. Just want to acknowledge that this feel it might feel kind of different and confusing, and this is not the same church as before. Not only are the pews positioned a little bit differently, but most of the people in this room are people you might not have seen or known before this pandemic. And for those of you who are new and coming in many of you have experienced spiritual transition in this last year that you exited communities you let go of toxic theologies you uh, kind of identified abusive and harmful spiritual spaces and many of you have exited those places and so you are also in a time of spiritual transition spiritual wilderness And you might be asking questions like, who are my people? What is church? What do I even believe anymore? What is actually true? And I just want to say that even in the midst of spiritual transition, just as we are with pandemic transition, that there is grace for us. That the wilderness is actually a place of grace, a place of healing, a place of recognizing that what was before was not good. That we need to exit those places to name that and to know that there's a gentleness a kindness that god wants to offer us that god's presence goes with us every single day every morning every night god is with us god is surrounding us and that in spiritual transition that there is grace there's a quote here that um i had had just decided I was going to preach a little bit about wilderness. And there's a quote um, that I saw on social media. And uh, it says, Creator has a way of designing redemption in what seems bad. So too with the wilderness. It looks like desolation, but it's the place of rescue. It looks like punishment, but it's the place of healing. It looks like loneliness, but it's the place of beloved community. In the midst of transition, as we're in this in-between place, the world that we knew before pandemic, the world, the spiritual lives that we had before pandemic, as we're in this place of kind of figuring stuff out, how to live, how to be with other people again, how to be in church again, how how to worship with others again, how to just be outside, outside of our house again that in this in between transition place that there is life and grace for us that it's not just like let's just get let's just get through it <laughs> i just want to get through it i just want to be done i just want to be back to normal no friends god is with us every day every night god is with us surrounding us giving us grace giving us life giving us each other so that we have a way to live as free and liberated people the same God who's been with us in the face of death and devastation, the same God who's lamented with us in the midst of political turmoil and racial uprising, the same God who's mourned with us through all the grief and pain and despair of this past year, the same God who sees and knows the cries of the vulnerable, this same God, who's been with us already will continue to be with us in this wilderness, in this time of transition, in the awkwardness of do I get close to people? Do I take off my mask? Is it okay to touch someone? Is it okay to sing? Is it okay to stand up? Is it, you know, all these questions that we're feeling and facing. Uh, Is it okay to be part of this church community from 3,000 miles away? In the midst of all those questions, those wonderings, those wanderings of the wilderness, Our God goes before us, and the wilderness becomes a place of creativity, of new life, of new birth, and healing. So friends, let us know the gift of God's presence going before us day and night to know that we are not alone. Our God is with us, and we journey with each other. We get to journey together in this.